the wake of a ransomware attack that crippled the patient care services for at least 1,500 of all Scripps healthcare customers for more than a week, a class action lawsuit was filed against the cloud-based electronic health records vendor for allegedly failing to secure its systems and data from cyber attacks. So what is the significance of this case? I'm Marianne Kobosek mcgee Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Stephen Tepler of the Abbott Law Group. Stephen is a member of the attorney team representing plaintiffs and the class members in this class action lawsuit against all scripts. So now, Stephen, whenever there's a large health data breach, we see class action lawsuits being filed. What's different about this all scripts ransomware case And as far as we know, is this the first or the largest EHR vendor that's experienced an outage like this that's been caused by ransomware or other cyber issues? So this is not your father's data breach case. It is a case in which an entity has had its data system basically shut down, you know, virtually shut down because their information was encrypted and then unable to be used. And what was unable to be used, as far as we understand, is, and what's been reported, is that Allscript's ability to permit access to patient records, electronic health records, or EHR, and the ability to e-prescribe prescriptions, drugs, to clients was made virtually impossible. So the issue is, well, you know, you have a ransomware attack which arguably just prevents business from being done from what Allscripts has reported, at least 1,500 of their customers. But there's also an issue as to whether or not this may be considered a breach under the HIPAA security rule. And the inability to access the impairment of access to patient records, to EHR, that results from anything, that results from any activity that's unauthorized would arguably constitute a data breach under HIPAA. And that is something that is a, it's a factual determination, but access is access is access. And at least from our perspective, it's pretty clear that not only was there an impairment of the ability of all scripts, subscribers or customers to do business, to treat patients, to prescribe drugs for their patients, to review the records of their patients. There was also a data breach pursuant to HIPAA rules. So now, Stephen, as you mentioned, Allscripts says about 1,500 of its clients were impacted. Do you think this is an accurate estimate on the number of practices or healthcare entities impacted and any estimates on how many patients might have been impacted in terms of not being able to be seen by their physicians, for example? Allscripts disclosure is what it is. We won't know for sure until we have conducted discovery in our case. If you were to ask me whether I think that number might be higher, I suspect that it is. Allscript has tens of thousands of customers. It seems to me unlikely that the number would be that low. The second part of your question is how many patients were affected by this. We're looking at practice groups of two or three physicians who see 10 or 15 people per day to larger practice groups that see 100 a day to hospitals that could see hundreds and hundreds of people per day. So depending upon the healthcare provider, 
that is affected, that number can range anywhere from single digits to maybe even triple digits. And one other thing, we don't know how many customers have turned away from a provider because they couldn't get the prescription or the treatment from one provider and then went to a competitor or competing provider. So now, Stephen, the complaint alleges that all scripts failed to secure its systems and data from cyber attacks and ransomware. As part of the discovery process, will you be examining what security technologies or practices that all scripts may or may not have implemented? What will you be looking at in terms of security practices and technologies that might have prevented this ransomware attack from having the impact that it had? Security processes and policies are certainly within the purview of what we will be looking to inspect, examine, and scrutinize during the discovery process. Any detail on what you might be looking at? Is it you know, the sort of technologies, the sort of malware practices, that sort of thing? It's a combination of looking at what an enterprise says it does and then what it actually does do and then comparing it with what would be reasonable under the circumstances at other similarly situated providers. So, Stephen, based on what we know so far about the Allscripts situation, what should other cloud-based EHR vendors, as well as their healthcare clients, learn so far from this Allscripts situation about data security, availability, disaster planning, and other issues that kind of come into play with this? You bring up some good points, Marianne. One is that healthcare organizations are low-hanging fruit for criminals, cyber criminals, who will look to either just damage the organization or to extort funds from them. And with the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, this is no longer a $500 or $1,000 matter. Even if you do pay, there's no guarantee that as most extortions operate that they won't come and revisit because in order to attack you they have to get inside your system and if they're inside your system there may be other issues that relate to operations and human resources PHI finance and and accounting you don't know and so this may be maybe merely the tip of the iceberg for any organization that might have similar vulnerabilities. It also bespeaks a a need to really batten down the hatches. Look at your open ports. Look at your remote access capabilities on a continuing basis. It might be as simple as having a, a you know an IoT device, a smart device connected into a network that doesn't have any security built in, but that provides a vector into the network. These are things that healthcare organizations in particular because of the critical nature of the services they provide have to be constantly vigilant about. And I don't know how I can be more vocal about it or emphatic about it because I'm also a user of these services. And Stephen, do we have any idea if Allscripts paid the ransom or did they try to put things back together without paying? At the moment, we don't know. And that's something that we'll ascertain in discovery. One thing, another thing we need, we'll need to know is what kind of backup provisioning Allscripts had and why it took so long to reestablish its business processes. 
You mentioned that this attack appears to be a reportable HIPAA breach. And in examining the wall of shame or the HHS HIPAA breach reporting tool website, as I often do, I generally see very few breaches that end up on that list that we've heard of that were you know, well-publicized ransomware attacks. Often these attacks don't wind up on the wall of shame for whatever reason. Perhaps organizations decide not to report the incident, even though it's a ransomware attack, and who knows what sort of impact it had to PHI. Any, any sense of why ransomware attacks are being underreported, or are they being underreported, do you think, in terms of HIPAA obligations? You raise a good point. It may be that organizations pay immediately and then because typically what will happen is that your extortionist or your blackmailer will give you 24 hours or 12 hours or however long to pay up. If you pay up, there's been no interruption. There's been no, been no denial of access to patient records and there's no integrity impairment either. And there's always that component when you have ransomware involved. But if you pay the ransomware afterwards and for any period of time in which you are operating your practice, And for a hospital, that might be 24 hours. For a general practice, it might be eight hours or 10 hours a day. That the time during which your patient's records were inaccessible, you were unable to prescribe because of that, and because that module was not operating or incapable of providing the service that was being paid for by the subscribers, then you would have a reportable, in my view, you would have a reportable event under HIPAA. Now, Stephen Olscripps said that the ransomware attack happened on January 18th. The lawsuit was filed on January 25th. And then on January 26th, Olscripps issued a statement saying that services have been restored to all its clients. What's next in this case? Well, procedurally, what's next is that Allscripts will either have to answer or file a dispositive motion. And once that happens, either some sort of discovery will begin to take place or typically some discovery will commence. And after discovery, you'll have depositions, you have document production, you have interrogatories, then you have expert discovery and motions relating to the experts and the testimony that they will or or plan to provide. And after that, what will happen is that there will be a class certification. Well, there'll be another set of dispositive motion practice, which is called motions for summary judgment. And after that hurdle has been passed, i.e. if the, if the complaint does not get dismissed, you will then be set for a, well, in addition to motion for class certification, you go to trial. And motion for class certification is a motion that, is required for class actions and has a, a very, very specific place within the procedural tenure or time frame. And finally, Stephen, are there any estimates on the sort of damages that are being sought in this case? We're still looking at that, but they are substantial. I can say that even for small practices, to lose four or five days worth of business, pay your staff, pay your rent, pay your insurance, is and look at perhaps the lost business is substantial even for the smallest practices. And to look at the disclosure by all scripts, there are at least 1,500 of them. So if you do the math, it can be substantial. Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to attorney Stephen Tepler. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.